Um, Rock Dog. Go to hell, Craig. I remember like Rock Dog One came out in like what 2017, 2018? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched it when it came out. It is a really good movie. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't Bono that I was thinking of. Was the, the no? It's the... Eddie Izzard. Eddie yeah, Izzard. he's like a he's like a transvestite or something. Yeah, that yeah. was very disappointing. I was like, oh hell yeah, Bono. No, I'm. Just, <laughs> it's just fucking. Eddie nope, Izzard. you're just dumb. <laughs> he has God. the pain the nails in real life too. Like the cat. Like if you notice some little references, uh, they're like painted nails on the cat. But like Eddie or Angus whatever. good. Yeah, he just scattered good. <laughs> he That's scattered his genitals good. Well, I don't think he's transgender. I think he's just like transvestite or something. Oh, so he's just pretending. No, he's an activist. I saw it on the IMDb page for him. Oh. Yeah. I mean, he did good on the role, though. Yeah, because um, Angus was supposed to be a parody of Ozzy Osbourne. Wait, he was supposed to be a parody of Ozzy? That's why his robot's name is Ozzy, dude. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched the movie. I thought he was supposed to be like just like a parody of like There's a lot of rock uh, and roll references. Like um the Yak's name is Fleetwood. Fleetwood Yak. Mm. Like Fleetwood Mac, you get it? It's funny. Yeah, I get it. Do you remember that one little bit in Zootopia? Where Judy is um is scrolling through her little iPod classic, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And she <laughs> scrolls down and you see like a Canine West, Fleetwood Yak. Um, yeah. There's a hyena thing. there. Dude, I can't not remember Zootopia. How could you forget Zootopia? It's the movie that had all the furries. Speaking of which, when are they coming out with the second version of that? I heard, I heard they were supposed to be doing that like. I'm not watching it. I'm not giving Disney my money. I'll watch I'm, it. Zootopia 2, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm Disney Plus. So I'll pirate it once it comes out on DVD. I'm not watching it in theaters. I have Disney Plus, so I give Disney money every month. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> Disney's part of my budget. <laughs> You're banned from the podcast, 3D. <laughs> You're... you you're gonna get pee pee smacked and sent to hell. You're gonna uh, get mushroom stamped. Not mushroom stamped. <laughs> yeah, no, mushroom mush stamped. Please don't mushroom anyway. stamp. Well, um, welcome to episode 39 of the Higher Mammal Podcast. Fucking <laughs> poor Lifty, dude. He's gonna have to edit all this shit out. I'm so sorry, Lifty. Well, no, he don't. I don't really. I don't really know. Does. I usually don't really have him edit out like this first like bit before uh, I start the intro because I kind of like to just kind of let it flow freely. No, he should take it, cut it, and put it at the end. The blooper fucking reel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Lifty, for um, the amount of editing I've been having you do. <laughs> Um, hopefully this doesn't turn out like a shit show like last week. It's like, I don't know what the fuck was going on in my internet, but I was... Oh, it's gonna be just as bad. Everything. I'm drunk and 3D's late. I just um, woke up. I'm perfectly sober. I forgot to go smoke that joint, so I may go take an edible here in a bit. <laughs> smoke um, two joints in the morning. 
I smoke two <laughs> joints at night. Dude, like smoke the, two joints the in the room. afternoon. It makes the me room feel alright. <laughs> We're gonna get um, fucking copyright stricken. I fuck, I don't think we are. I've, I've been played, I smoke like, two joints week. in time of peace and two in time of war. I smoke two yeah. joints before I smoke two joints and then I smoke two more. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do a podcast, but then I got high. (laughs) All right, so we're going to do this in order this time. I don't fucking care what you say, Barbecue. We're doing it in order this time, based on when you posted it in news links and stuff. We're starting with the undercover cop and the giant teddy bear costume with the box of chocolates. Okay, we can do that. (laughs) All right, so New York Post posted an article, um, undercover cop in giant teddy bear costume with box of chocolates busts female drug dealer suspect in wild sting. There's a YouTube video. Originally published by Fox News. Mm. So the article says, Sorry, love. He's just not that interested. A Peruvian officer lured a suspected drug dealer with a fake Valentine gift while wearing a fuzzy bear costume and beckoning her into the street with a box of chocolates. Can you imagine a triple plush teddy bear capturing a drug dealer on the day of love and friendship? Joked the Peruvian National Police spokesman Jose Jose Onorio. Hello. It happened in Lima, the country's capital. Video shows the officer down on one knee holding a sign that reads in Spanish, You are my reason to smile, and the candy and a heart-shaped balloon. (laughs) (laughs) Duped suspect comes out on her porch, and the video cuts to another shot. This time, the officer, without his mask, but still dressed as a bear, places her in handcuffs. (laughs) Other plainclothes anti-drug officers from the city elite green squadron (laughs) (laughs) sprinted in to assist the arrest. Police pulled the multiple stashes of what appeared to be heroin and small opioid (laughs) pictures in the way of the rest of the article. Still wearing the costume, the bear himself pulled some of the contraband out of the drainage grate. The video shows at least two female suspects being arrested and loaded into the back of an unmarked police truck. Details on the specific charges were not immediately available. <laughs> Lima's Esqu- Esquadron Berde, <laughs> or Bear Green Day. Squad, Berde, you know, the holiday where you bring your teddy bear into class? Esquadron Berde. Is a plainclothes unit dedicated to fighting street crimes, including robberies and drug dealings. <laughs> Dude, this is like the exact kind of shit that a Peruvian would do. Like, I mean, <laughs> like weird shit that makes absolutely no sense, but somehow works. Because <laughs> because it's Peruvian it against like Peruvian. Or South America. <laughs> In December, one of the unit's undercover officers disguised himself as Santa Claus before another drug raid, creating a distraction by breaking down the front door of a hard-to-reach drug den with a sledgehammer. With a sledgehammer as other officers stormed the second floor through a window. 
fucking see what I mean? Like, it's these weird fucking ways of doing stuff that make no imagine, sense. Imagine how like, work. Imagine getting hit up by like a bear fur suitor on Valentine's Day, and you're like, oh, imagine getting so drug cool. busted that's by the cover of a Kanye West like. album. <laughs> I would love to see uh, Kanye bring back. And all my people that's drug dealing just to get by, stack your money till it gets sky high. <laughs> Bro, you are lit. <laughs> no, nah, I'm drunk, dude. I've been, oh, I'm an on one. I've had a rough week, dude. My oh, paycheck man. came in and it was only like half of what it's supposed to be. But then my pay my uh tax return dropped and it made everything better. Wagey. <laughs> Damn, I haven't done my taxes yet. <laughs> I'm I probably mine. Gonna, I'm probably gonna put them off to the last minute because I'm only gonna get maybe like five. The sooner bucks. you get do them, the sooner you get your refund, homie. I got I like uh I got like a $50 refund, but I'm having to take more money out of my uh, paychecks to compensate for my increase in pay. I make like 40 k a year, but I guess, you know, I might accidentally owe if I don't pay more. <laughs> Lifty, edit this part out. I uh, got like five, so I'm set for a minute. Nice. Yeah. I bought a couple of commissions. Uh don't edit this part out. Uh, I gotta shout this dude out. Wawi um, forever F-U-R-R-E-V-E-R on for Affinity. I commissioned him because I found his art recently. And uh, he's a cool dude. You should check him out you... if you're one of them. They're porn addicts. <laughs> I like, wish I had micro. Uh, he has a little bit. I favorited two of his pieces because of that. But um, yeah, he's he just draws porn. He's really good with a pencil. It's traditional art. It's like um, it's like oh, uh, blonde velvet's old stuff. Are you familiar with blonde velvet? Um. I don't remember Blonde Velvet, but I'm I'm thinking of like other like traditional artists. Like um, I know he's not the most popular, and uh, kind of not very well liked. But um, Reynard the Sheep, dude, as like homophobic as that man is, that motherfucker can draw. Dude, I love homophobic people. Um, <laughs> oh, that reminds me, um, David Hopkins, the creator Jack Drip Rat. He recently re deleted his Fur Affinity account. Yeah, I don't know what happened. He's just gone. Hmm. Huh. I wasn't aware he had a Fur Affinity. Yeah, that was where I was keeping up with Jack. Because uh, um, he was posting it on the website, like, before, like, always. And then, all of a sudden, he deleted all of his stuff. And he moved it to his F.A., um, and then during the pandemic, he announced that Jack was public domain, uh, just to do something cool for the community because of the fact that, that we were in lockdown. Yeah. And, um, I found out that he had deleted his account because I was DMing the other guy that I was talking about just now. 
um, forever. Uh, and, and I had old DMs from Drip Rat from back when I commissioned him for a piece. And it said that the account user was deleted. And it was like, oh, which, which user was that? So I checked one of the messages. And I was like, oh, yeah, this was Drip Rat. This was David Hopkins. I don't know when he deleted, but uh, it had to have been within the year because he told me that Jack was almost done and he was going to finish the final arc last time I talked to him. There's also a uh, a, a piece I'm getting um, doing a commission, actually. It's a it's an NSFW piece, obviously, but uh, if, if y'all are familiar with the artist um, Xeprof or Boone the Raccoon, I'm uh, I actually did a, a previous uh, art from him that I got commissioned. It was like the, the Big Butt Barbecue. Um, Aww. But he's... Uh, I've got a new uh, Big Butt Barbecue in the work, and um, it's kind of like a collab between me and the Skirtanzi. A BBB. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited about that. <laughs> a BBB. That's awesome, a big, man. A BBS. A B- Big... Yeah, the the BB the BB in barbecue stands for a uh, big booty, <laughs> <laughs> big booty oh, bitch. I, I went to look for the look at baseball mascot involved in sex scandal tweet, and the the uh, tweet was deleted. Oh, no, what? I still got the uh, the PDF. Uh, for Philly fanatic um, team got in trouble because of a sex scandal. But the tweet got deleted, so I, we can't talk about it. Oh, shit. Well, we can always spread misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, um, the Philly Fanatic was giving rim shots to the uh, the Boston Bruins bear. Uh, let's see about the Bury Weekend. That also has been deleted. The Portland, Oregon... Uh, there was going to be a convention and the people who were holding the convention got busted for kitty porn. Oh. Sounds sounds like very moment. Like usual thing, though. <laughs> fucking groomers, man. I fucking hate them. If you want to know about groomers, check out this documentary by Robbie Starbuck. Um, Elon Musk retweeted it. Uh, it's called The War on Kids, and it goes deep into how the LGTV community has um, basically targeted kids through TikTok and other social media to try and um, groom them into sterilizing themselves. Dude, I was just reading up on um, uh, China's one-child policy, and um, like I had no idea that shit went so like in-depth like for so long too like it only they only officially stopped doing it in like 2015 i remember hearing about that when i was in fourth grade yeah yeah and like i had no idea just how bad it was i knew it was like because i was under the impression it was like oh you just aren't allowed to have one more kid uh more than one kid and it's like no they would straight up just kill the fucking kid and like imprison everybody in the family if like if the uh if the IVF or the abortion didn't work which is they would they would also kill you if your kid wasn't a son yeah 
If it was a daughter, fucking, you were screwed. Yeah. It's just like there is, I mean, even today, there's like a huge population of, um, of, of like Chinese girls that are just, that were like abandoned at birth or just killed outright. I feel bad for China. Um, Lifty, feel free to edit this part out if you, uh, if you feel like it's excessive. But speaking of China, there is a Chinese visual novel that I'm working on um, proofreading called Hunting Horn. It's available Ooh. on itch.io. Ancient and, Chinese um, it's a It's a furry visual novel that caters to homoerotic fantasies. Uh, you play as a cop with multiple personality disorder. Um, it's free. <laughs> Download it if you want. Like I said, Lifty, edit this part out if you feel like it's excessive. But, um, it's yeah. Related. The Chinese government would not be happy if they found out that the dude that was making it was making it. That's why I didn't name him. Oh, well, you know what? We, we here at the Higher Mammal Podcast would never simp for China, and we will Never like the Chinese government or. Oh no, we hate the fucking CCP, dude. Fuck the CCP. We hate any communist party. I saw earlier on Twitter, um, this the they passed a they they in Alberta, Canada, the people petitioned and voted that any um mural that is of political standing is not allowed anymore because they heard about all of the people in Florida that would always drive over the LGBT mural, the rainbow flag yeah. shit on the fucking street. I saw that. In trouble for that shit. There was um, a kid who is now like got a felony for that. For yeah, like there was a kid who got a felony for, for uh, like drilling out over that shit. Tire marks over, over the holy symbol of the queers. And and it might have been on purpose, whether or not it was on purpose, I don't care. Um, yeah, you put you put a mural on the fucking street. What did you expect was going to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you if you want like people not to do stuff like that, I would suggest not putting it on the ground where cars drive over. <laughs> Real. That's I would what I'm suggest saying. maybe just you know having a flag in the sky or you know something like I mean not like putting it on the ground where people can just like burn out on it or like I don't know like fucking piss on it or like wipe their feet on it like it's just kind of a dumb idea or be walking their dog and their dog takes a shit on it yeah <laughs> that's completely the outside of your control like burning <laughs> out over it that's one thing but if your dog takes a shit and you don't happen to have any bags left, I'm sorry, but if you get in trouble for that shit, I, I fucking feel for you, man. Now the dog is a felon. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna charge Speaking the of dog. dogs. Dogs? What the dog doing? The dog. Red Paws, uh, Reese, tweeted, I actually think it's amazing... An amazing phenomenon that so many of the adult Bluey fans on Facebook and Reddit have a meltdown when they see a regular-ass gay couple or Bluey fan art that looks too quote-unquote furry. So they banned all fan art to keep quote-unquote furry ideology away, Skull Emoji. I mean, <laughs> I can kind of go both ways on it. 
Like, um, yeah, but I'll if you look at the picture, it just looks like regular, like bluey fan art. Like it doesn't look yeah, like, yeah. And that, and that's the, the problem here. It's like it, like that specifically, it's completely SFW. It look, I mean, it looks nice. Like it's in the actual style of the art, uh, of the show. But at the same time, it is kind of like needlessly injecting like LGBT shit in the a show that's supposed to be like about a straight, like married couple. I mean, the thing about it is, um, I feel like there should be a separation, a division of the fandom at that point. I feel like the people that love Bluey love it because of how based it is and how um, it's just about parents playing with their kids and hanging out. And I totally sympathize. May not necessarily agree, but I totally sympathize with the people that would want to keep the LG TV community out of that. Um, but at the same time, I understand the people that drew it, you know, just as bluey fan art they didn't draw bingo as a big titty fucking weird furry like you expect they didn't draw like some crazy loving kiss they just drew it in the furry in in, in the bluey style and it just happens to be that blue that as an adult bingo grew up and ended up dating a chick and they adopted kids well, it's not just it's that, a but uh, that, a thing that happens, you know, in real life. Well, it's and not just that, but I, I'm looking through more of the comments and I'm seeing like different posts from it, like uh, from the same group. Um, someone posted like uh, future of Bluey, like getting married to a uh, what's the French dog's name that like speaks French? I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent accurate mm-hmm. on my Bluey. Um, <laughs> But this guy's comment is so funny. It says, interracial relationships are already cringe, but you're telling me that she married a French man? (laughs) 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 Fuck. Mixed race couple. Cringe. This is where I feel like fandoms should split up. And I I know people are going to say that you're like, um hogging the mic from barbecue and 3d oh no that's not what i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) i know that you you're hogging the mic from the people that feel like uh gatekeepers wrong but i definitely feel like you need to acknowledge you need to compartmentalize you know you need to understand that there are some people that watch bluey and want it because of the fact that it is a traditional couple um, raising their daughters and trying to do the best that they can in the modern world. Yeah. There are people that like that for that reason. And they are just as valid as anyone in the LGTV community. I know I keep saying it as LGTV. That's just my most fun parody of it. I don't want to bog you down with the alphabet soup. I hate the um, it just feels so over fucking used. Like I, like but I get like, the essence of it, but still. As a person who happens to be bisexual and does have a boyfriend, I understand. I understand that 
gay people exist and you want some representation. Okay. I get it. I feel like allow there to be a separation in the fandom. Allow there to be that civil divorce. I know that that term is a hot button issue because we're in America and we're about to have our red versus blue civil war and all that shit. Hashtag Tim Pool. Um, <laughs> I was but, just browsing Ford Shed. But I do feel like there are people who are LG, uh, not LG TV. Uh, I I will refer to them as the cult. The umbrella term that tries to define themselves as owning not straights. I'm going to use the term not straights for the people. And I don't appreciate the LGTV community trying to be a mouthpiece for the not straights. Okay? That said, I feel like the not straights are valid people, you know, and we should have the opportunity to be in the Bluey fandom. And if there are people in the Bluey fandom who are straight, who still sympathize with us, who still see that artwork and say, hey, that's pretty good artwork. We should be able to hang out with them in a separate space from the people that are like, but Bluey's parents are straight, God damn it!" Because I see their side of the argument too. Yeah. Like, like keep like um, like quarantine the uh, the politically online, criminally online political people from the uh, just the normal folks. Which I guess that kind of includes me. So, um, I, I guess in a sense we are kind of we kind of all are politically terminally online, but yeah. Not to the not to the degree of other people. I mean, like I've I've seen some crazy motherfuckers out there that will like basically try to uh, create like straight erasure, and just be like, actually, this this straight person that uh, the straight character that you know and love, yeah, they're actually a, a, a non-binary demi boy transsexual, whatever the fuck. And it's like I don't I don't want to get that bullshit in like. I don't want to get that bullshit into more media because it's honestly just poison. Look, yeah. there's a thing there's a thing that uh people don't seem to understand. There's a difference between canon and headcanon. In canon, Bridget from Guilty Gear is a boy who dresses as a girl. In headcanon, some people say that makes her trans. Some people say that makes him an Otonoko. And you can't satisfy all of the audience at all. Yeah. So you need to understand that. You need to have the nuance. You need to, as a terminally online person, understand that there are going to people be people who see Bridget as trans in their headcanon. You need to understand there are people who are going to see Bridget as an Otonoko in their headcanon. And you both, both sides, need to acknowledge that headcanon is not canon. And canon-wise, 
Bridget is a boy who dresses as a girl. What yeah. is an Otsunoko? Is that like a cross-dresser? Yeah, Otsunoko is the Japanese word for a feminine boy. Uh, I recently played Danganronpa, the first one, and there's a character named Chihiro, who is another Otsunoko. Um, and I'm not going to spoil what happens, but um, Chihiro knows that he is a boy. Chihiro understands that he is a boy. So everybody who thinks he's a girl keeps misgendering him throughout the main part of the series because he knows that he's a boy dressed as a girl. And he um, admits that to another character who he admires. And the other character is distraught because this girly man who he thought was a wimp is actually manlier coming out about that than he is, and this character prides himself in being a macho man. Like I said, I'm not going to spoil what happens from that discovery, but um, yeah, it's a it it wouldn't have as much of an impact in the game as it does if it was you know littered with the trans and LGBT discussion the entire time. You know, it's 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 beautiful in the way that it was written. And the fact that we have to have this discourse now. um, It it peels away some of the appeal from the game, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can understand that. Um, I mean, like, it's just like there's good inclusion and then there's just really dumb inclusion of media like like stuff like uh Velma or stuff like Steven Universe it just seems kind of redundant but you know like, like the force the force inclusion yeah the f- just forcing it in there just to have like a feel like a DEI kind of yeah, agenda just but so they, just so they hit their woke quota yeah, or and, just and, like and, and as a character, I loved Chihiro. It, Chihiro was my favorite character in that game, probably uh, apart from Monokuma. But Monokuma is everybody's favorite fucking character. Is Monokuma the the bear dude that you were showing? Yeah, the game? evil teddy bear that tells the teenagers to kill themselves oh, or each yeah. other. I mean, <laughs> I mean, who hasn't told a teenager to kill themselves? <laughs> No, he tells the teenagers to kill each other. It's a little bit different than telling them to kill themselves. Oh, okay. I thought he was just like a standard Twitter user. (laughs) (laughs) Kill yourself! But apart from Anakuma, like I was saying, um, the hero is a tragic story. And um, everyone should totally play Danganronpa to know the full context of what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, I feel like Chihiro is the kind of character that the LGBT community does not want you to see and acknowledge and understand, and that's unfortunate because um, as an art piece, Chihiro is a beautiful character. I'm not like familiar with like a lot of the anime and references and shit. Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to get yourself a PSP or you're going to download an emulator. Uh, um, the emulator that I use is PPSSPP. Brother, uh, and you're going to download a copy of Danganronpa, the English version. 
And you're going to play it, and you're going to understand exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, um, do I get the, do I get the fucked little black and white bear, dude? Unfortunately, no. I mean, what the fuck is the point, then? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to to make wonderful relations with all of your favorite high school friends and discover who killed who and solve the mysteries. You, You know, it's like Persona. I don't even know what that is, either. <laughs> I, you don't know what I, Persona is? Okay, why are we even talking? I I don't know. I don't know watch... The only anime I have ever watched is um is Beastars and uh, Boondocks. Like, that's the Boondocks only isn't anime. an anime. <laughs> it's in the style of anime. <laughs> Boondocks is an anime. You should watch more boot, more uh, anime. Anime is too, totally based, and people underestimate it. I don't know, bro. I get like these annoying fucking like occasional like anime ads or whatever the fuck for like an anime game like on YouTube, and it's just like no. I know it's it's obnoxious when the fucking algorithm tries to push it, but trust me, anime is based. Okay, yeah, so um, there's a recent video by Meat Canyon. That explains that um, fans of the Lollicon anime, which for those who don't know is like a female pedophilia anime, uh, are horrible people. Uh, and the beginning of that video does a good job oh, of explaining how based anime is. And that uh, opening uh, goes into like the different genres of what anime uh, exist. What I recommend sticking to is the Shoto anime, the anime that is targeted towards male viewers. Um, that is the most based anime. It is a genre that uh, is about... You, you have a hero, you have a protagonist who constantly fights towards his goal and constantly comes across obstacles and he just keeps getting stronger and overcoming obstacles and getting better and better and self-improvement. It's the best. So like Goku and shit. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I I know a lot of like... Dragon Ball Z is the quintessential shonen anime. What is, okay, what is a shonen? You have to educate me on these terms. Shonen is anime that is targeted towards boys. Um, generally, the plot synopsis starts with weak-ass hero starts his journey, gets stronger, beats a boss, gets stronger, beats a boss, makes a friend, they beat a boss, makes a friend, they beat more bosses. You got your Pokemon, your Yu-Gi-Oh!, your Yu Yu Hakusho, um, your Hunter x Hunter, your Food Wars, um, all of that shit. See, when I was a kid, Food Wars was a uh, a show on Food Network, and it was just a bunch of people like cooking. But you said there's an no, 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 no. You're you're not even talking about the Food Wars. I'm talking about Food Wars and anime that um, was overseen by actual top chefs. That is about. Food that is so delicious, it makes you imagine your clothes popping off. Okay. (laughs) Um, I don't know how to address that. (laughs) You would have to watch it to understand. 
is this is this some like like inflation shit that like is gonna no. be weird? No, no, no. <laughs> it's just delicious food. It's okay. So there's an academy. There's this food culinary school that teaches the kids how to cook really good, and you have food wars, which is where you wager. Your credibility, your restaurant, your uh, five-star status, what have you, um, your kitchen staff, against another student, you have three unbiased judges, and whoever makes the most delicious food wins. Mm. So it sounds like an anime version of Food Network. Yeah, it's an anime version of Food Network, but it's good. It's awesome. Like you would not understand until you watch it how good it is. Man, I, I okay. Actually, I take that back. The only other anime that I have, watched I feel so that bad movie. for Lifty having to edit this shit. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Lifty. Lifty, you are a hero among men. Gosh, man, I, I leave do that feel line kind of in. Bad. Like, I, Lifty is a hero among men. I, I do feel bad because I kind of have a, like outsourced most of most if not all my editing to Lifty, and I'm like I don't even pay the guy, which I feel bad. I feel bad for now. So like I kind of like enlisted his help after he after he was done with his podcast. <laughs> um, but the only other anime that I remember ever watching was um, uh, fuck, what the hell was it called? Um, My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, I love My Neighbor Totoro. That's not Shonen. That's um, that's a Miyazaki film. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Hideo I should, I should. I feel like I should specify to you, not necessarily to the audience, but to you. Shonen means targeted towards boys. My neighbor Totoro would be Shoujo, which is targeted towards girls. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense because I'm like, this movie's a little gay, but it's kind of cute. I'm like I remember. No, it's watching adorable. Everybody should watch the Miyazaki films. Miyazaki is a pioneer of the anime genre. Yeah, wasn't he the guy that said he's hate what anime has become, or like what the what the fan base has become, or some shit? No, that was Akira Toriyama. That was the Dragon Ball guy. Oh, okay. I know, like for some reason though, like I've found that like Mexicans, like specifically, are like really like really into dragon ball z oh yeah dude i knew this dude uh when i was living homeless uh who really loved anime dude he loved dragon ball z he loved baki the grappler oh um is and all other ones is that anime right because yeah it, it is because I'm telling you, dude, shonen anime is super based. Um, Tim Pool always talks about this on the IRL podcast. Uh, Tim Pool watches fucking anime. Shonen anime. anime is always like you have an obstacle, you have a goal, you fight the demon, you get stronger, you get better, you're self improving the entire time. I don't know. I might. I might have to give it a watch. But I. I don't know. I just. I just find like the sound design or like the the fucking. I don't know the vocals or whatever that 
a lot of anime, I just find it very fucking annoying. Like, I don't know whether it's, like, the voice acting that I don't like, or it's just the, the generally, like, yelly-type fucking high-pitched voices that I fucking hate. Alright, uh, I'll tell you what. I'll recommend you an anime that I feel like should not, uh, should not annoy you super much. Uh, there is a little bit of obnoxious when it's the main character monologuing to himself. But check out Overlord. Overlord? Overlord. Check out Overlord. Make a mental note right now. Um, you, will, you will find an appreciation for anime after you watch Overlord. So is that like the, uh, the anime for people who don't like anime? Uh, you'll understand what I'm talking about after you watch the first couple episodes. Uh, give it at least three episodes. If after three episodes you still don't love it, message me and tell me I'm an idiot. Uh, Overlord. Is that on like Netflix or? Uh, you can find Roll it on or... Hulu, I think. Oh damn, I don't have Hulu. Uh, you can find it on the Pirate Bay, I think. Don't even have Pirate Bay. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna look up it on YouTube. All right. So uh, the next thing that I see in the news links is not actually a link, but I do see new Turkey Tom Doc actually decent. Yo, Tom, the kind type of guy. <laughs> uh, so tell me about Turkey Tom. Uh, Turkey uh, Tom is like, a, oh, he's like a. He's like a YouTuber, and he uh, films like documentaries. I'm really into him. He's a really good YouTuber. But uh, what was the documentary you're talking about? Uh, it was the one on furry extremists. Um, oh yeah, the with, yeah uh, with Boxler. Well, it's really fucking name in my mouth. God, I hate that guy. Well, that was really <laughs> funny because I looked up the um. I saw it and I sent it into a group chat and uh, he Turkey Tom talks about Diesel in it and Diesel is in one of the group chats that I was in and he like uh, so that was a little cathartic but um, what did what did Diesel say? Uh, thing, I can't remember. The thing I feel about Diesel is a uh, poor guy has mental issues and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I mean. Diesel, if you're listening to this, seek help. Um, he means well. He super duper means well. Yeah, Unfortunately, I, I he's been affected by groupthink, and that's the problem that he faces. Um, oh, great. Just what as as for Foxler, I hate keeping that gay's name in my mouth. Foxler is the type of dude that thrives on people saying his name and giving him attention, even if it's negative press. He loves negative press because negative press is still press. Um, I used to be a furry raider. I apologize. I'm sorry, guys. I used to be a furry raider. You, you, you throw your hate comments at me now. Um, the reason I left is because a friend of mine had been commissioned by Foxler to do his, uh, do an artwork because nobody will do artwork for Foxler because he's a fucking douchebag. And after commissioning her, he gave her zero time, requested a refund from PayPal, said that she took too long, and uh, she had even sent him progress on the artwork that she was working on. 
And I was like, you motherfucker, I, I can't stay a part of this group any longer. I defend them, you know, they, everybody in the furry community talks about how he's a Nazi. I don't believe he's a Nazi. I believe he's stupid yeah, he's- and an asshole. But I don't believe that he's an actual Nazi. I think that he's an edgelord who thinks that Nazi iconography is cool because of the fact that it pisses people off. And this is, I hope, the last time I ever have to say his fucking name because I really don't want to give that guy the time of day. Well, man, even I'm I'm a bit guilty of doing that because, like, um, there was a time I was actually in the Raiders or, like, a Raiders-adjacent group um, in, like, I think it was, like, 2019. But, like, uh, the group was fucking huge, so I could never really get anything out. And I think I... I left after like maybe two weeks because I just got bored of it. Uh, but um, I, met, I, I met a lot of cool people in that group. I really did. It's a nice group of people who are a little bit right of center, honestly. Like, there's not a whole lot of quote unquote far right extremists, like people will say. Yeah. And, in that and that group. Was, yeah, that was my thought because I was like, oh, these people are supposedly the Nazis of the furry fandom. I'm like, no, these guys are just kind of like normal conservatives with the exception of a few. There's just but, like, some misfits in there, but uh, after yeah. the experience where Foxler fucked my friend out of her PayPal account, I was like, no, I'm not going to support you at all. Fuck you. Yeah, I mean, uh, isn't Foxler like a pedophile too or something? like? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, that's... That's... That's no been he's not proven person. true. According to the courts, it's been proven false, but it, it's it, everybody knows. It's, it's true. I've seen the fucking art, and I really wish I hadn't. He's a fucking it's, terrible human being, dude. Then that motherfucker, like you can, Lifty, you can censor this out if uh, if it's too spicy. But I really think that motherfucker needs to catch a bullet. Yeah. uh... Lifty, use discretion. That's what I'm going to say. Use discretion when deciding whether or not to talk about Foxler. But um, the Turkey Tom documentary does talk about Foxler. It also talks about a bunch of other fucking terrible furries. Uh, you guys should check it out. Uh, it Turkey Tom is not a furry himself, but uh, he does talk about internet drama, and he's got a really good channel, so definitely give him a follow. I made uh he also talks about to the rain Griffin and he says that he might make a like a bigger video on him. Uh which that'd be really interesting to watch. I'm, I haven't I don't know much about the two story. I'm kinda I'm I kinda like two. I th- I think he has said some dumb shit before, but like again, who the fuck hasn't? And like I think we've all like accidentally come to the defense of some shitty people before and you know, Um I really gotta I, I really got to piss, so I'll be back. Uh, you guys should totally talk about the Sora AI and barbecue ac- attending TFF. Well, oh, right, right. Um, I'll be so, right back. So, uh, for those of y'all who don't know, um, I will be attending TFF likely Friday evening and most of Saturday. Um, so if y'all want to meet me there, um, just look for the short idiot in the blue skunk suit, and um, I'll be there with my boyfriend, and um, just stop by, say hi, and 
I, I don't know if there's anyone I actually need to avoid at TFF other than like actually I don't know if Parker's gonna be there. I hope fucking not. Um I would I honestly would like to just talk to them, just kinda like talk shit out or, you know, duke it out. I don't know. What happened but, between you and Parker? I don't I, I just, I'm sorry. I'm, I know I keep bringing up that motherfucker, but it's just like that motherfucker wasted so much of my goddamn time and money. It's just, I, I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, but other than that, like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to TFF. I mean, I know um, it's, it's a lot bigger con than what I'm used to. I mean, I haven't been to a con in, uh, since 2021. And uh, that was... The 2021 con that I attended was uh, Stratosphere, and that was kind of eh. like the actual, the, like the actual con itself was okay. I mean, I met some decent people there that were uh, that actually um, contributed to the podcast early on, and um, I I don't really talk to them anymore because I'm not in the in the group chat. But um, yeah, y'all can find me at um at TFF. I'll probably post pictures of whatever fucking outfit I'm going to be wearing in suit. Um, I'm, I'm kind of deciding whether to just do the, um, the plaid long sleeve or, uh, go with the Hawaiian shirt. I don't know yet. Yeah. I was like going to go in the comments here, but I kind of, I don't know, fell through and then I decided to go. <laughs> Oh, and the what were we talking about? Uh, the fur, the the Turkey Tom doc. Um, going. I'm I'm gonna go back to there a little bit, but the uh, the Turkey Tom doc was actually pretty good. I uh, I do want to talk a little bit about Diesel because I do kind of know him, and I I don't think he's a bad dude or anything. I don't think he's like a, a creepy dude. I mean, he's he's a little horny, but. It's furries, you kind of got to expect that. Like, I, I think he's definitely got, um, I'm trying to put this nicely, like a few screws loose. Um, yeah, to put it lightly. Um, but I don't think he's like, he's not like a Nazi, he's not like an extremist or anything. Like, I, I think he's just a generally weird dude who has a, a bit trouble communicating. Um, Shout out Diesel if you're listening to this. Um, yeah, we love you, Diesel. We're would, praying for you, man. Yeah, I would like to have Diesel on the show at some point because I I do. Oh, want to it, get it would be nice to have him explain his side of the story, honestly. Because I, I I do think there are a lot of people like like right of center furries, especially just get a lot of unnecessary and unwarranted hate online. From like the entire fandom, because it's like the entire fandom uh, who's left the center is like extremely hyperbolic. They're extremely paranoid. Like everybody who's right of me is uh, is a Nazi or a fascist, and it's like like I've only maybe found like one or two unironic Nazis in the fandom, and those usually were. Some like East Asian dude who hates being Asian or something. It, it, it's just really weird. They're like 
if they're white supremacists, they're the worst fucking white supremacist ever. Because it, it's all it's all like gay Filipino dudes or something. I, I I gotta get you in contact with another dude. Um, don't put his name on the on the podcast, but yeah, uh, there's a there's a person in my in my Discord server who used to be a quote unquote Nazi fur, and I had a conversation with him. Where I was just like, I don't think you're actually a Nazi, dude. He was like, what do you mean? I was like, I think, honestly, what's going on is you're just an edgelord who uh, got in with the wrong crowd and took it a little bit too far. And I don't think that you actually hate anyone for being black or being gay, because he is gay. Um, or for being Mexican or whatever. Uh and we, and we had a discussion, and at the end of the discussion, he was like, I'm so glad that you had this conversation with me, because you're right. Uh, I was only doing that because I thought that it would get me clout, and I was like, yeah, exactly. And I, and I noticed that. I saw that in you, and I was like, this dude doesn't hate what he says he hates. Yeah, This dude yeah, just true. wants to chill and watch Biker Mice from Mars. Yeah, and it's like, the problem with that is that... Um... You get, you get people that are ostracized from the start for having like right of center opinions, and then, then they're blocked from all mainstream furry culture, and then they they ha- they essentially have to go and create their own echo chamber, which just further radicalizes them, and it just it 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 makes the sore fester, if that makes sense. Like it, yeah, it, it's like putting a bandaid on something that's infected. It doesn't help. It just makes it worse. Right, right. And I, I do have a lot of sympathy for you know people that are that are like that. And I know that some of them are maybe legitimately like hateful people. But I think at the same time, like that, that hate can be, can be, I guess, cured. By just having a conversation about it and not like just immediately shutting them down and like calling them a fascist or whatever because then yeah then you need to, you need to be honest with people the thing that the left doesn't want you to know is that while it hurts initially the truth does heal right um i've i've talked to diesel and he is a christian or so he claims and he knows. He knows exactly what he does wrong and what he needs to do to fix it. Uh, if he's going to fix it, that's on him. That's not my job to do for him. But he knows what it is that it is that he needs to do to be a better person. And hopefully he betters himself. I don't know. 3D, have you ever had any interactions with Diesel or... Yeah, like I've, I was in the group chat with him, and his response to the Turkey Tom video wasn't like good, but it was like you know, but people were like giving him pressure because they uh, like especially in the group chat, there's like a lot of drama. I don't know if you guys know what this group chat is. It's the Delta Tribe. Um, they're kind of messing around with him in his past and stuff, like uh, and they got in like a really heated argument. But the Delta Tribe is run by Storm. Um. I don't know if any of you guys follow him on Twitter, but uh, yeah, I yeah, know Storm. It's just like pretty much like I mean I guess like the whole diaper thing is a little weird, but like I mean, 
That's just why I don't follow him on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird. I wouldn't really say it's, like, harmful or anything, not to, like, the effect of, like, of, um, of, like, what Foxler is. But yeah. it's not, it's not, like, good <laughs> either. Um, it is, it's, it's, it's weird as shit, but it's not, like, evil, like, like how Foxler is. It's not, I don't this think they're is... on the same level. I know that, but I mean, you know, if you, I feel like if you still post it online, like you should be expecting people to like, you know, yeah. all you crap. Yeah, that's one. Of, that's like, one of the things that anyone who goes online needs to understand is that you're posting essentially into the public, uh, and so you need to accept the fact that you're going to get criticism from anyone who doesn't understand that and it is a it is a niche fetish and um i i, I still i still do like um kind of teasing him over the whole inflates you big and round thing i thought I just, yeah I that's know. what they were doing in the group chat too they were talking about like tires or something and they said um or like diesel said that he was like selling a truck or something he said um are the tires big and round <laughs> And then that, well, they then they start arguing and bullying each other. And <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I, I like I like Diesel. I think he's a decent guy. <laughs> God damn, that was shit was funny. It it's it's really hard. It's really hard because we we want to be friends with him. He's a nice person yeah. deep down. Once you get to know him, just like most people are. And uh, at the same time, if you don't call out. The strangeness, if you don't call out the weirdness, he's never going to grow from it. Yeah. I, I do kind of wonder, like, how this man has been in, like, three separate documentaries about furries, though. Like, I remember the, um, the Ash Coyote one, the, uh, the Turkey Tom one, and I think there was another documentary that he was mentioned in, um, God damn it, I'm completely drawing a blank on which one it was. Um But like the um the actual other documentaries that I've seen, like he leads kind of just a normal life, like other than like his online life is probably the weirdest bit about him. But like other than that, he's just a normal dude. Yeah. Like I said, I feel for him, you know? Um, uh, what else did we have? Uh, the um, so there was a uh, did we already talk about the Portland con? Yeah, we talked about the Portland con. Uh, I don't think we went into great detail about it, but uh, that's because I'm blocked or the person deleted the tweet. Um, there was a, a con that was planned to be in Portland, Oregon. And it got canned because of the fact that uh, the admins were were uh, found with child porn. Huh. Yeah, and I think there was also some like other controversies and shit that they had to like, um, like some kind of white collar financial bullshit that they were doing, and then like they got mad that they're. Like people got mad that their um, background art was AI or some shit. Like, 
I yeah. don't really get well, that's equivocal. Oh yeah, uh, we were supposed to talk about the Sora AI. Right, right. Sora. Um, so there's a new AI. I guess I guess it's the same AI, but um, there's like a new AI iteration that's come out recently that uh, has basically the entire internet um, like pissing themselves because uh, this shit. If um, I'm gonna go backtrack a little bit, but uh, if you remember the videos of uh, like Will Smith eating spaghetti from like uh, oh yeah, where it's like phasing through his face. Yeah, like the spaghetti was just like morphing into his hand, and it was just like this shit was going through his forehead and shit. His eyes were like three feet wide. But now it's gotten to the point where it's it's almost indistinguishable from like an actual video. Like there's a there's this one video where they have a uh, these puppies. Um, golden retriever puppies like playing in snow and it looks like it looks like a slow motion video of like somebody's dogs playing in snow and it's just like i mean if you look really closely and like really are in intent on looking at it like you can probably spot some like weird shit because like it, it the ai still doesn't um get text perfectly It'll still like give you gibberish bullshit, but as for like actual um, image generating, it's it's really it's really good. It's um, it's it's called Sora AI, which is a continuation of um of OpenAI and I think ChatGPT. Um, but it's it's getting to the point to where it's completely indistinguishable and that is kind of alarming for a lot of people because i i don't think we're too off too far off from a future where it's um where it's like you you have this fake footage of an innocent man committing a crime that he never did and then that being used in court to um uh to basically imprison him yeah I mean, if uh if things keep going the way they should they're going then we're going to need to figure out a way to like distinguish ai generated content from real content right i mean i've been hearing that uh hero the wolf is back and they used ai to like change the way they look or something like they're using ai to prove to people that they're not it's like even with AI, that motherfucker still looks exactly the same. Like he changed the color of his eyes. Ooh, and like it's it's still the same fat neckbeard dude who fucks dead dogs. Like, have you guys seen the controversy, the recent controversy over Google's Gemini AI? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> we were uh, looking over it last last night, but um, yeah. If you look up like any historical figure, it's gonna like give you like black people and like uh like racially diverse group of people they were talking about it on tim pool irl podcast uh tim had typed in german soldier from the 1940s and it gave him an asian woman and a black nazi i'm gonna look that up real quick give me a picture of a german soldier from the 1940s and we'll see what we get and they my new insult <laughs> to Foxler is you look like a you look like a Google AI Nazi. 
Well, it's like, uh, well, they won't even do it anymore. Like, Jiminy is like a really restricted version of uh, Chat GPT. It's like, uh, yeah, they won't even air any images of German in the 1940s. The reason for this is that the Nazi regime was responsible for horrific crimes against humanity. Well, it all stemmed from some employee at Google decided to inject the code with include diverse or whatever in the in the code. So people would like say stuff that would generally generate a white person and it just would refuse to generate a white person like uh give me a picture of a viking would generate what? black vikings uh Show me pictures of the founding fathers would come up with fucking black black Native American people. (laughs) And I don't think it's wrong to acknowledge that black people exist in the United States by any stretch of the imagination. I know I sound like the biggest fucking disclaimer in the world saying that. But to deny the fact that white people not only exist, but are the majority of Americans is wrong and is racist. Well, I mean, I remember, it reminds me of the We Was Kings meme. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the crazy part is, is, like, in the Google AI, you can type in, like, basically a black stereotype, and that's the only way you'll be able to get white people to show up. It's like, you can, it's like, show me a picture of a family eating fried chicken, watermelon, and, uh, and drinking grape soda. And it'll pull it up, and it's all white people. And it's just like, hmm. I mean, I like grape soda, so maybe it is true. Dude, fried chicken. The fried chicken though is fucking amazing. Like, I don't know who doesn't like fried chicken. Fried chicken is based, dude. dude I really. I mean, man, fried KFC chicken and waffles <laughs> and watermelon. I know that's a black stereotype to like that shit, but like mm-hmm. everybody likes fried chicken and watermelon. You can't. Look me in the I eyeball actually, and tell me that you don't like fried chicken or watermelon. I mean, I we are all a little bit of melon munchers in heart. What was that, 3D? I said we're all kind of like a little bit of like melon munchers at heart. <laughs> I'm not really a big watermelon fan. I like more like oranges and lemons and shit. Huh. I like more my citrus fruit. But you're oranges. fired. Oh, they, they're man. weird they have like weird like foreskin over them and i don't like I it i can't vote for joe biden now i'm not black <laughs> yeah i'm well, not allowed you, to vote for joe biden because i'm not black did you guys see the video of like joe biden going up to like the random like north carolina family and like eating like fried chicken with a black family? yeah <laughs> we're talking about basketball yeah, it was really funny. I really wanted to see Joe Biden play like football or something with them. <laughs> like forced and awkward too. It's just like you can tell like everybody in that family is just uncomfortable as shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they are hanging out with the pre- president that when he was a senator, so that he didn't want his kids to grow up in a racial jungle. Yeah. Now let's not forget the 1994 crime bill that he signed off on. Uh, we'll we'll just forget about that part of history. <laughs> wait, wait, we can't forget about that part of history, don't you know? Poor kids are just as smart as white kids. <laughs> if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. <laughs> oh my god! Um, there was another shit about Biden I was just thinking of. I just lost my train of thought. 
Um, oh yeah, we have another fucking uh, Chinese spy balloon in the U.S. again. Well, that's great. Really? I, I didn't put that in the links or anything, but that's like just now developing. New yeah, there's that. another Chinese spy balloon. Remember yeah, the first Chinese spy balloon like a year ago? And they were like, oh, don't worry about it. We have no idea what it is. It's fine. It's probably just like some solar flare air pocket. They flashy thinged us from the many black. <laughs> and then this one comes along. They're like, no, this is a Chinese spy balloon. Like the, the reason I feel like that there's a difference. Uh, and Hannah Claire Brimlow mentioned this on Tim cast IRL last night. She said, uh, that the reason they're acting so differently is because it's an election year. They know that they need to gain the trust of the American people again, so they need to be honest, whereas two years ago, in February, when the same shit happened, they just kind of fucking glazed it over, like, oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah, we're, fine. We're going we're gonna to wait till it gets to the fucking East Coast to, to blow it up, and now it's, like, already over Colorado. Even though when it was over Montana, the Montanans were like, let's just fucking shoot it down. Yeah, like, <laughs> Gotta love the Montanans, man. Just fucking shoot it down with an M82. Like, now that we know it's not carrying a payload or anything, just fucking shoot it down. No, let's get it all the way across the United States so that it has a chance to scan the fucking yeah, ground. Let's after... Yeah, let's let it all over every single military base from Colorado to fucking South Carolina first. <laughs> let's let yeah, let's let it circle Fort Bragg a couple times before we shoot it down. Let's let it circle back. Yeah. <laughs> let let's just let it like, you know hover over every single like major infrastructure area so that it can map out um our our defenses and It'll it'll go over the Chinese owned farms that it probably came from. It's the Fortnite bus. <laughs> it's trying to figure out where to drop the players. <laughs> where are we dropping, boys? Where are we Let's dropping? go over to Tilted Towers. It's the uh it's an ancient Chinese secret actually, the spy balloon. <laughs> Confucius. Why does it take so many Chinese people to change a light bulb? Why? <laughs> Because Confucius say many hands make light work. <laughs> yeah, if they get shot down, we'll just have the Chinese uh, landowners come in and they'll like put some rice over it, and it'll it'll be back in commission the next day. <laughs> yeah, just throw it in a bag of rice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um... Have you heard though? Like, there's so much fucking land that's being bought up by the Chinese. Um, especially oh, yeah, around they're buying like, American land all over the place, man. Oh yeah, like that really fucking pisses me off too. Because it's like I can barely afford land, but the fucking the fucking Chinese nationals that come in here through our southern border, just completely undocumented, can just. Swoop that was in. one of the reasons why I was actually siding with Chank Yuger uh, when he was on. IRL, or not IRL, uh, Culture War. I know we always shout out Tim Pool on this fucking podcast, but fuck it. Um, Cenk Uger was talking about he's going to run for president, and Tim was like, you can't do that because you weren't born here. And Cenk's like, there needs to be a... That, that's why I'm running, is because there needs to be a, a modification to the law. No. Because um, <laughs> a Chinese couple literally can move here, have a child. That child is born in the United States as status 
and then move back to China and raise him in uh, the Chinese Communist Party and tell him all the anti-America propaganda, and he can still technically run for president, whereas Cenk Uygur, despite the fact that he was born in another country, did grow up here in America, understands the customs. Yeah, he's a little lefty, a little bit of a wackadoo. I agree. But he definitely understands America better than that uh, theoretical Chinese child would. And I would much rather have him as the president than the theoretical Chinese child. I don't know, because then that would mean that um, that fucking piece of shit Hassan would be in some kind of political power. And I am highly it's, a, it's a matter of um, how much time does one have to spend in the United States to be naturalized? You uh, are, are are we instead going to base it on um, service, you know, in the military? Not necessarily like have you been to war, but like have you signed up for selective service? That's what know, people on Tim Pool's podcast are always advocating uh, is service guarantees citizenship. Because then even the leftists that are always talking about like uh, going to war in all these other foreign countries, they're not going to be able to vote. Like, because they're not going to sign up for the selective service because they know then that if the war that they're always keeping on trying to get us to go into in Ukraine and in Iran and shit, uh, they're never going to sign up for the selective service to be in that because they know that they would get put on the front lines. Well, here's here's the problem with that. It's um, you have all these. I know there's been an idea floating around, uh, but you take the um, the illegals that have been coming in through our southern border, and um, there's been talks of trying to get them to join the military, and you know, with them not having any sort of like national allegiance to the U.S. or like or using that as like a pathway to citizenship, I'm entirely against that because you have basically an armed um, almost like a mercenary group, almost within the United States Army, that could do some damage to our national defense. Like whether it's just sabotage or or just outright undermining the entire um, U.S. military. Yeah, I but see what you're I, saying. Even even when I was in service, we did have a problem with um, with foreign nationals. Um, coming in and essentially like spying on us, like I, I I saw it with my own fucking eyes. Like we had this, we had this one guy. His name was uh, his name was allegedly Antokin, um, but he was a uh, a Russian national, and he had he had been in our unit for about a week, maybe two weeks, and uh, and then he just went AWOL. And uh, we had found out later that uh, Antokin was not only not his real name, but he had he had moved all the way back to Russia with um, with some kind of intel on field artillery um, that I guess now the Russians are using. And uh, but that that's mainly my main concern right there is that they could easily be manipulated by a different uh, by a foreign entity whether it be the Chinese or a Latin American country or, or something, but that's. Yeah. I, I see what I, you're I, saying. If we had a, if we had a better vetting process for getting into the military in the first place, then I think that the service guarantees citizenship thing could work. Problem is 
I'm are we able to implement a system wherein we're able to actually check and make sure that people are who they say they are and what they say they are while we have this this uh you know unmitigated border crossings going on right uh, there was a story i saw this, this morning that broke about a woman that was murdered by a by a illegal immigrants i'm sure you saw that i i think i heard about it yeah God, I wish I remembered her name. Everybody was posting her name because they were like, say her name, don't forget her name, and all that shit. And I even reposted it, I'm sure. But yeah, um, I, I don't remember the details of the case, but I remember like the general, the general gist of it. Basically, this is the reason why everybody's so gung-ho about put Trump in the office because he's... He's the only one who's talking about sending the illegals back to the back to their home country at this point. Yeah, because I, I don't uh, I don't Biden hear a single really, fucking uh, Republican from the House of Representatives or from the Senate talking about deportation. The only person that I hear talking about is Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Well, because Biden got rid of the whole um remain in Mexico policy. Um, that I think Biden had wiped out on his like his first day in office, and since then we like the Biden regime has had a policy of just letting everybody through and you know letting them uh, have all these benefits and whatnot. And you know I'm I'm going to be a little bit jealous here. Like these people are making more than I do in a month from doing absolutely nothing and not having a single... They're just um, chilling out in hotels with Xboxes while fucking actual American citizens are having a hard time affording a fucking one-bedroom apartment that doesn't even have a fucking kitchen in it. Right. We're going to be forced to live in the fucking pods while the illegals get literally everything and anything for free. And then they go and rub it in our fucking faces. And they do it by saying, hey, if you vote for, vote Democrat, this is the life that you can have. Um, There are videos from, even during, back during the Trump administration, talking, interviewing illegal illegal immigrants who got deported, and some of them were even saying that the only reason that they wanted to come back here was because they liked Chick-fil-A, or they wanted their (laughs) Xbox. And they don't come here... Because they want to live the American dream, they live here because they want the stuff that we have, which yeah. I guess that is part of the American dream. But I don't they fault. Want, they want the kind of I don't fault uh, immigrants that actually come here and want to contribute to society. Like, there's a reason why we have a legal process for becoming a citizen. It's, yeah, it's when it's when they become fucking leeches, you know, like the hippies in the 1960s, which I used to adore hippies from the 1960s until I actually watched documentaries about how they were fucking leeching off of society. They'd say they were dropping out of society, but then they'd sign up for food stamps and all that fucking yeah. programs. Not not to mention and, they and, were all like wealthy, upper class, like, like just rich people. We're, we're in the yeah, 1960s again. That's what's going on. And I, I honestly believe, based on history, that... Um, we will make it through, but we're still going to be in hard times for a little while longer, even if Trump does get into office, dude. Yeah, like, I mean, all the damage that the Biden regime 
and the DNC is done, it's going to take years if it's, it's going to take years, if not decades, to fix. Because they've, is... they've put shit into place that even if Donald Trump does get into office, he can't fix that shit because yeah, it's still in place during his fucking four years. Yeah. I, I, and was like, I, I know we have term limits for a reason, and I highly support term limits for every single political office, including the presidency. But I think if there's one person that kind of deserves a uh, a third term, it would probably be Trump, just because he got fucked out of the second. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm I'm not like a political. I don't. Expert. I don't know, man. I I think that the guy that the president that put that rule into place, I think it was Truman, wasn't it? Truman, um, had an important point. Uh. And I feel like even if Trump doesn't get a third term, which I don't think he should because of the way that we've established that to be against the rules, but um, it, I feel like Vivek Ramaswamy is a good uh, runner-up for the Trump seat, you know? Personally. As long as it's not Nikki Haley. Oh, fucking never Nikki Haley. Dude, didn't you see when she went to Ohio's primary? I think it was Ohio's primaries. I could have the wrong state. But uh, yeah, she was she at a primary to... where she lost to literally nobody. She <laughs> lost to any other candidate besides her. Fucking. In, in what fucking world do you have to be such a terrible politician that fucking Vermin Supreme beats your ass? <laughs> Literally no one beat Nikki Haley. <laughs> Literally no this, one. I saw this meme that had Nikki Haley and, and Jesus. And it said, Nikki Haley, stop giving me your toughest battles. And Jesus said, you lost to literally no one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, the only, uh, What the fuck else did we have? I know I've been kind of going off on politics for a bit. Um, it's a podcast, dude. We're allowed to, I think. Yeah. Maybe. I know, but like, I I do like politics and I do like delving into it because it does, you know, it it does like affect your personal life, like down to a T these days, especially. Uh, but I, I don't know. I feel like this has become like less furry centric. In, in the past several episodes. Yeah, I understand I where you're coming from. I asked, but... Maybe anyway. we should focus less on news and more on furries. Just, like, have a podcast where we go on Twitter and we find what the people that we follow are up to. I don't know. Have you tried podcasting on Twitter yet? Like, is it... Is it kind of like the same as it works here? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, last time I streamed on Twitter, which was a long time ago, mind you, they might have fixed it by now. They didn't even have fucking live chat where you could talk to the people that were watching. I think they do have that now. I think that's just the, the whole spaces thing. Though I don't know if I could like download it and like send it out to Spotify or whatever the fuck. It's... I still don't know how the whole like Twitter shit works. Yeah, improving tweet Twitter is a process. Um, 
Black Ferret recently got his account back after being banned, and um, they didn't even give him a reason why uh, he was banned on the most recent ban. So, in solidarity with him, and I'm announcing this on the podcast, Lifty, leave this part in, absolutely leave this part in. Um, I am going to cancel my subscription to Twitter Blue uh, in solidarity with all of my mutuals who have been banned for absolutely no fucking reason on Twitter. Elon, get your shit together. Um, you always post about how this is a free speech platform and then motherfuckers will say, I like chocolate ice cream instead of vanilla ice cream. Do something about it. And their account gets suspended for a week. Yeah, it's like, you still can't say faggot on Twitter. I don't care about saying faggot on Twitter. I'm okay with the fact that I can't say faggot on Twitter. I mean, I'm not. He claims it's a free speech platform, but the, the people that I'm talking about getting banned get banned for absolute jack shit. And like I said, with Flack Ferret, they didn't even tell him what he got banned for. Um, so until they fix their system, at the very least, to the point where we know exactly what's going to get us kicked off and what's not, I'm not going to support Twitter Blue. I bought Twitter Blue because I thought that when Elon Musk bought it, that this was going to be a product worth supporting. And I can see now that it is not. Yeah. I mean, I just bought it to get my tweets prioritized. I don't know. So, so how does the whole like Twitter blue work? Does it just give you like more visibility or like? Yeah, it gives you slightly more visibility. It gives you a much greater character limit. It lets you edit your posts up to thirty minutes after you post them, which should be a vanilla feature, honestly. Yeah, I'm like the the ability to edit tweets just be kind of standard for. A, a social media website. But it doesn't even get rid of ads. He wants you to pay an additional 16 bucks per month to get rid of ads. What? Dude, that on top of like... The only the fucking paid version of an app I've ever heard of that doesn't get rid of the ads. Bro. That's insane. And it's like, you can't even get rid of the bots either. Because they keep just popping up. Dude, like, bots are going to exist. There's no way to get rid of bots. I know, but like, is there a way to make them less fucking pre- uh, prevalent? Because I just had to, I just had to go through my follows and like unfollow, like, or I had to like block at least like thirty some odd bots from my uh, from my followers list the other day. And it's just like they don't even show up on the notification now. They they just I block them and then another one just pops back up. Yeah, I mean, it's you're never going to be able to get rid of them because it's super easy to do bots, I guess. But, I mean, you know, you can uh, you can start by getting rid of the obvious, like the ones that are just like saying the same thing over and over. Like on some yeah. tweets, if you look, they'll say like, the same thing with like a varied like difference in the way that they say it. It's all AI. They're using AI to respond to tweets and then get attention and then get followers and then get money. It's sad. Make money off Twitter. It's not a reliable way to make money as a content creator, but it's definitely you can definitely make money off of doing Twitter. Yeah, you have to get like five million impressions per 
for it for a 90 day period. I've almost gotten there. I had gotten about halfway back when I had posted some shit about Disney. Yeah. I don't know. I, I prefer to my to have my tweets blow up organically. Yeah. I mean I, I like the little bit of edge added whenever I uh I like the I like the little bit of edge that I get because I have Twitter blue. But it's like uh at the same time I don't like, you know, farming for reactions and stuff. Like yeah. That's if you've ever noticed people making like crazy fucking tweets. It's usually that they're farming for reactions and trying to get money off of it. I mean, usually like the whole like bait tweet. I mean, I, I will be honest, they work. Like they work really well. Um, because like you'll have somebody tweet out some stupid shit. Like I dare you to name one thing you're more excited for than generic shitty movie that's coming out in Hollywood next year. Name one thing like, that you're more excited for than Madam Web. Yeah, it's <laughs> like everybody will be like stomach cancer, uh Ebola, bleeding from my eyes, uh just castration with a rusty spoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but like I like it's it's super easy to like farm engagement and like not even need bots to do it. Yeah, I mean, like, if you I, I totally that, I get why people do it. Yeah, I mean, if you want to take it to the next level, then you can, uh, you can do that, and um, what else did we have? Hmm. Oh, um, I guess we already talked about, um. Hero. I don't want to fucking talk about that piece of shit again. Um, but if y'all are in, if anyone listening is in Washington or specifically the Seattle area, uh, there is a a furry tap room called a uh, called Volpine Tap Room that I actually went to a couple months ago. But they've got a fully fledged um, venue out now um, that's like. A full bar, full like hangout area. I think I saw and that. I've been seeing stuff like that. Yeah. It, it, they, they pride themselves <laughs> on being queer and furry owned, and I'm like, I only support maybe the latter half of that, but they do make some goddamn good cider. I will admit it. Like queer, like queer. Oh yeah, I remember different. last week when we yeah. talked about this. I was like, I'm sorry, dude. I can't support them. They got the. LGBTQ pride flag right there on their fucking website. I, mean, I don't. I don't really mind the pride flag necessarily. Like, I mean, it's just. Like, I do. I think like it's a hit or miss because I know some conservatives that have the pride flag in their uh, bio on Twitter, and then I have know some that are just like absolutely obnoxious people that have the pride flag. Three D. Let me explain to you my uh, side of the story real quick. So I'm bisexual. I'm not. I'm not quiet about the fact. In fact, most of my Twitter followers and Twitch followers know this. I am so sick and tired of seeing pride flags every fucking where. And I mean every fucking where. And I mean specifically in the episode of Blue's Clues where they explain what pride flags are and what pride parades are. And they have a drag queen explaining to the fucking three-year-olds that are watching the show what pride events are 
Yeah, now some like two year old's gonna ask what a drag queen is, and then you're actually gonna have to explain. And I, I'm sick and goddamn tired of the attempt at normalization of the LGBTQ community when it's mm-hmm. supposed to be niche. It's supposed to be keep it in your bedroom. It's supposed to be keep it in your pants. We don't need to keep telling everyone and their dog about the gay community. We don't need the representation. It's not helping. It's hurting us. It's making straight people mad at us because of the fact that they have to see it all the goddamn time. And it's 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 like if if gay was a race, it's hurting our race relations. Right. Is what it's doing. And I'm I'm pissed off and I'm tired of the groomers. There's actually fucking groomers. And you know that there's groomers because when you call them groomers, they make a stink about how saying the term groomer is offensive to the LGBT community. It's harmful to the LGBT community. It's like, no, it's harmful to you because you've got fucking pedo fucking porn all over your hard drive. And I, I hate the LGBT community because of the fact that they act like a goddamn mouse mouthpiece for the entire anyone not straight. And they act like Nazis towards the straight people. They act like the straight people are lessers, and they act like anyone who doesn't agree with them are lessers, and I'm so fucking sick of it. And I'm sorry that I'm vulgar about it, and I'm sorry that I'm loud about it, but I've just had enough. Yeah. I, totally I mean, yeah, didn't. I mean, it is definitely frustrating. I mean, I, I don't have too much of a problem with Pride in and of itself, but I think the family-friendly Pride stuff is a little, like, cringe and dumb. Like, I mean, there's a lot of, and the, the, of course, you know, there's a lot of, like, controversial bits and pieces to it, but, like, I mean, it's a really weird topic, though, because it's like, like L- you know. Like, LGBT as a whole is a very adult and sexualized community. It is. And it's talking I, about your sexual orientation. That is talking right. about sex. Right. And I I don't think that's a conversation that anyone under the age of like 18 even needs to be having. Like, I mean, they're going to. You discover your sexuality when you're in high school or middle school even. Like, You figure that shit out. But it's not something that needs to be introduced in the classroom. Like today we're going to explain how to apply a dildo to your butt or how to log into create a grinder account you know what's that one uh youtuber that did the nair body remover video (laughs) let me find it yeah we're gonna watch kevin leonardo videos in class no uh um 3d if you really want to get my perspective on the lgtv community what you got to do is you got to go to Twitter. You got to find Robbie Starbucks um, documentary. It's called The War on Kids. You got to watch that shit. I, I urge anyone who is listening to this podcast right now, find that documentary. It's by Robbie Starbuck. It's called The War on Kids. You need to watch it. It's a must watch. It, it, prepare yourself. It is depressing. It is a tearjerker. But you need to watch that to understand exactly what is going on and keep yourself educated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. I'll put it in my back burner, but um Yeah, I see that Sensor TV talked about it. I know Jacob really likes Sensor TV. Uh the other guy that I do the podcast with. Um, you know, I had I had a subscription to Censored TV um back in the day, back in like 2019, 2020. Um 
Is Milo Yiannopoulos still on there? No. Oh, God. I like Milo. That dude, he fell off. I used to, like, be a fan of his back in, like, 2018. That was how I found the Furry Raiders, actually. God damn it. Oh, speaking back kind of to weird. that, he had a he had a Vera on as an interview, and that was how I found out about the Furry Raiders. And Milo's then, a little weird. I don't really like. Him. <laughs> I, I liked I liked Milo for a while, but uh, it was during the Kanye shit where he was on Tim Pool. I know we keep bringing up oh, Tim Pool. Yeah. It was on the Kanye Tim Pool shit where he just started acting weird, and then he and Nick Fuentes just, like, came out as straight-up Nazis, and not even talking about, like, the furry raider type of Nazis. I'm talking about, like, actual we-fucking-hate-Jews Nazis. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously Nick Fuentes is a Nazi. Like, that's not, like, a mystery to anybody. Uh, if you've ever heard the Cookie Monster joke, um, you know what I mean, but um, oh, it's like, uh, I don't... I get it that he's trying to do like the whole Sam Hyde thing where he like trolls everybody and is like Mr. Worldwide and everything, but it's like I don't know. He's some not, of his opinions kind of rub the wrong way. The problem is he's not Sam Hyde. He never will be, and he's like trying way too fucking hard to be Sam Hyde. And, like the thing with Sam Hyde is that it's his acting ability is natural, and it's it's not just like it's. I don't know. Sam just seems more genuine than fucking Nick Fuentes because I think Nick Fuentes is just a fucking a fucking like shitty troll. It, it sucks that we lost Milo too because Milo was great. Milo was a great representation of the anti-LGBT movement. Despite the fact that he's a gay man, he was asked to be the guest of honor at the Straight Pride event. He got. I know. Banned around the same time that Nick that uh, Alex Jones did. I would love, I would love to, like Alex Jones is like the perfect, um, I guess ally for L, for LGB. But like, um, like the seeing the conversations between um, Alex Jones and like Blair White, those like, uh, are you all familiar with Blair White? Oh yes, she was in the the uh, Tom McDonald music video "Fake Woke." Oh, was she? Yeah. Huh. I didn't. I didn't know she was in a music video with uh, Tom McDonald. But um, I love I Tom McDonald. I do watch um, Blair White's YouTube channel, and I do think as like a, a good, like sensible. I don't know if I want to call it a middle ground. But like between like LGB and LGBT, she definitely understands the issues that are going on and playing the community. Right. I'm 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 the type of person that will quote unquote misgender a transgender person because I believe in biology. But I will refer to uh, Blair White as she her because I feel like she's earned it. She's yeah, put she's, in the work. She's she, she looks like a female. If you if you didn't know that she was trans and you met her in public, you would think she's a girl, but also like, she's very respectable, very respectful. And I'm totally down to call her a, her. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't, just, she doesn't like just because she doesn't, she doesn't make it a big fucking deal about it. Like she doesn't throw the issue in your face. She's not, it is ma'am. It is ma'am. Yeah. And she, she's <laughs> not like, number. 
Yeah, she's not like a neck bearded dude who just put on a dress and some lipstick and called it a day. And like, no, she actually put in like the work and and the uh, like. She actually put in the work to actually pass. And you know, I I do kind of gotta commend her on that because that is like it's she looks nice. Yeah. yeah, she does. She looks good. But man, I I wish. I would actually love to get like Blair White on here and just like talk shit about like. Um... Oh, you're talking. You're talking about fantasy, man. We're a we're a fucking <laughs> sad furry podcast with two listeners, too. Oh, I, know. I know. It's a it's a pipe dream, but it's still a dream. Um, I would like fucking um, what the hell's his name? Um, God damn it, I'm completely drawing a blank on his name now. Uh, the other um. Not Dave Rubin, the other guy. Um, fuck, I completely forget his fucking name. Uh, you know, you know who might come on here uh, if you ask uh, is Scott. I don't remember his last name. Scott, uh, fucking Scott Adams. No, not Adams. Um, he was in What Is a Woman. Um, shit. I don't, My DMs I don't, don't go down that far back. Uh, Scott, uh, Scott Cawthorn, Scott... Um, Scott Cawthorn, no. <laughs> no, Scott Cawthorn. That would be hilarious. Get Scott Cawthorn, the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's on fucking <laughs> Hire Mammal. He already did an interview once. Like, just one interview in his whole career. <laughs> Uh, no, Scott no. something. What's, uh, what's his fucking name? The anti, the, the, the detransitioner Scott. Scott Nugent. Scott Nugent? Yeah, Scott Nugent. You might be able to get Scott Nugent on here. Hmm. Are they also a furry or no? No. But uh, he's very outspoken about uh, how he was um, robbed of his womanhood by this glow-up of the trans community and um, manipulation of the fact that he had gender dysphoria. Um, And he fully acknowledges that he will never actually be a man um he has kids uh and he he was on uh what is a woman even explaining how the skin graft that was taken off of his arm to make his fake penis has gotten infected and will kill him eventually oh shit yeah yeah it's uh that's the thing about it is that it's like uh like i don't hate trans people but it's like you know i generally hope they seek help to where they you know aren't like mutilating themselves like dude the, the phalloplasty especially is just really fucking disturbing like uh like they it doesn't even look it doesn't even look like a real the real thing you know because yeah. they don't even try they they just make a fucking uh a, a like hole you'd, you'd have, of skin you'd have better luck making protruding from your stuff. crotch yeah, you would have better luck making that shit out of like clay or play doh or some shit. It would be better to get one of those um, 
wooden sex toys that they give to Russian sex ed students and stick that on you. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of which, there was a uh, there was like a Canadian or like a New York high school that was like giving out like dildos, like wood dildos and like gay porn to its students. Yeah, I saw that. I, I forget where that was. I don't remember if that was here or in, in Canada. I thought it was in Russia. I thought it was in China. Or not China, but Canada. I have no idea. I thought I like retweeted something about it the other day, but I don't... I, I can't find... I don't have the uh, the link pulled up or anything. But I'm like... I, I, that just seems really fucking weird. Because I remember back when I was in in high school, I think we actually may have done it in middle school, um, but we had, like, we had sex ed, and that was, like, literally just one week, and it was, like, one class, one week, for, like, maybe 30 minutes a day, and, like, we didn't bring anything home, we, we didn't, like, discuss queer theory of brown people or whatever the fuck, like, it was just, hey, here's how to prevent STDs, here's how to uh here's what a vagina is here's what it looks like um this is the function of how it what the mechanics of it it wasn't like teaching you how to masturbate with a fucking bad dragon horse dildo or some shit like yeah the bowser one that got copyright stricken the what the bowser one that got copyright stricken Oh my god, there's a Bowser dildo. <laughs> there was. Bad Dragon had a Bowser one, and Nintendo DMCA'd that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, this is fucking funny as shit. <laughs> I know, that's why I brought it up. Um, what the fuck was I going to say? Um, but yeah, none, our, our sex ed was like very basic, but it was it was it wasn't like over the top like here's how to have gay sex with a, a neo vagina or yeah and my and mine was the same in middle school but i think that the, that part of the problem that is that the conservatives back then who are much farther right than the conservatives we have now uh right. saw was that it was a slippery slope they knew that if you start teaching kids in middle school and high school what sex is that we would end up to where we're at now. And I feel bad for hating on those guys. A sort of uh, King of the Hill even that came out around the time they were talking about implementing sex ed in schools. And Dale was like calling people saying, I don't know. You don't know who I am, but I know where you live. So you better stop (laughs) that sex ed talk in the schools. Dale was a real one. He died. The voice actor. Yeah, he passed away, I think, like, a year before last. Yeah. Like, years ago. Some peace, King. Yeah, man. Uh, what what time are we at right now? How long have we been going? Two hours. Oh, we've been on this for, like, two hours. Oh, shit, really? Um, yeah. I don't know. Do we want to, do we want to call it a day? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's call it, um. If you guys oh, want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Philosopher Leo. If you want to follow Barbecue, it's at Higher Mammal. If you want to follow 3D, uh, 3D, what's your at? At 3D the Hyena on Twitter. Cool. And uh, I, 3D, and if you want to join us, be sure to DM 
uh, hire Mammal because he is the guy that runs this podcast. Yeah, uh, y'all can go ahead and like shout out your podcast and shit. Like what y'all do now? Uh, um, I do a podcast called uh, Furries Baited every Saturday, first Saturday of the month, where I discuss um, furry related media. We're gonna do Rock Dog this upcoming one. And, uh, I kind of just do my podcast whenever the fuck I feel like it. Um, usually every other weekend. Just I try up. to keep him on schedule. <laughs> yeah. Leo's been trying to keep me on a short leash here, but, um, it's only cause I love you. If yeah, if I didn't love you, I'd say <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> it's okay. Lion buddy. Uh, um, I'll, I'll keep you in a tiny little jar. Uh, 3d. What's your, Thing. I'm gonna pretend that he didn't mention putting me in a jar. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, we do the uh, late night freedom stream. Uh, I produce for it, so uh, go check that out. Late night freedom stream, and I'm also a YouTuber. Same at. Uh, yeah. Well, thank y'all for joining me. Um, it was great talking to y'all. I love shooting the shit every time. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This has been what episode thirty nine of the Higher Man Podcast. This was episode thirty nine Redux because we had to re-record episode thirty nine. Right. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened last time, but that was a shit show. But uh, it was the lost episode. You're gonna you're gonna yeah. release it uh, fifty years <laughs> down the line. Higher Man Lost, lost Media. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> it's gonna pop up on the Lost Media Wiki out of nowhere. Oh hell yeah! There we go. One I'll of us is gonna it. leak it to the Lost Media Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll make a little analog horror series about it or some shit. It's, <laughs> an, it's an ARG. Yeah. <laughs> ARG. If you there if you, you follow the coordinates that were mentioned, you will find a box that has duct tape. Yeah. There's just there's out in somewhere in like Waco or some shit. There's behind a Whataburger. There's just going to be a an old VHS with uh, episode thirty nine on it of Iron Mammal podcast. Yeah, what a copy of Rap Rat. <laughs> Rap Rat, I remember that. Anyway, thank you all for joining me. Um, stay safe, stay free, and we'll see y'all in episode 40. Support for the Higher Mammal Podcast comes from JB Raccoon with KVXN Vixen Radio, Tex Yodi and Lifty Husky of the Lifty Unleashed Podcast, Anchor, and listeners like you. Thank you.